0: Thank you for tuning into this week's message. For more information about Connections Church, you can go to connectionschurch.church or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Well, thanks again for being here. And wow, what an incredible day already we've had. But it's not quite over with. And some of you, I know, are getting a little nervous looking at the time and then knowing that I'm just now getting up here to share the word. You're already kind of getting antsy about lunch. Let me just tell you this. Stop it. Just tell your neighbor, don't, don't even worry about it. I feel like the chicken who wanted to lay the egg on the road, you know what I'm saying? He, he, was, he was wanting to do that, and, and somebody said, you better drop it quick and move on, and that's kind of what we're going to do today, so drop it quick and move on. If you haven't already, grab your outlines, and not to say that I'm getting old or anything, but uh, that last family, the Rayfields, I remember babysitting the dad when he was in diapers. Of course, I was only like eight, so I started real young. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish. But man, what a, what a dad and what a, what a man he's grown up to be and how proud we are of all of our families here at Connections, all of our folks who call Connections home and, and all of you that are with us today, we, we again welcome you. So we're, we're in, a, in a series called Bible How To and we wanted to start the year off with this being one of the early studies and we're in week three and we're talking this morning about how to apply God's Word. Someone said many years ago that most of us want our Bibles to give us a simple bumper sticker quote, mostly because we don't want to do the hard work of living what the Bible tells us and applying it and letting God shape us in an ongoing engagement with these powerful words. Folks, I just want you to know this morning, applying the Word of God, applying the Bible is the duty of every Christ follower. This is our life manual. We're not here just to look at it every once in a while for inspiration and then walk away and forget everything it says and do what we want to do in our lives. No, this is the marching order of every Christian. Amen? We don't have a choice. If we sign up for God's family, if we say yes to Jesus' amazing offer of salvation, then we have to be people of the word or we don't even know him, right? You're like, well, wow, it's pretty hard after a beautiful baby dedication time and so I don't know, but but applying God's word is what it's all about. And if we don't do that, we've missed everything. Folks, that's why Paul tells us whatever you have learned or received or heard from me to put it into what? Practice, practice, practice. So this is where the rubber meets the road. Properly applying the teachings of the Bible to our lives is one of the most important things that we can do as Christians. We, we talked about this a little bit last week, but James chapter 1, beginning in verse 22, explains why this is so. It says, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. How many of you did that this morning before you came to church? You spent some time looking at your face. How many of you really got down to business, man, and you got all up in the the mirror, and you brought out the bright lights, and you were looking, man, that wasn't there last week. Wow, where'd this line come from? Well, if you got small kids in the house, you know where it came from, right? But it's like a man who looks intently at, at his face, but then he walks away, James says, and he forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, they will be blessed in their doing. Folks, it matters more than I could ever say in a thousand lifetimes. So knowing how important applying God's word is, I want to give you six quick ways that we can make this happen because a lot of you say, you know, I know that. I've heard that a ton of times, or I've heard it at least a couple of times. I know that we're supposed to be people who apply the words to our, to, to our life that God has, has written to us. But actually doing it has been a, a real tough thing for me. How many of you ever had that struggle? Just, just raise your hand. There's about 30 honest people in this room. The rest of you we're praying for. Doing it's tough. I mean, actually doing the work of living the Word it's quite a challenge. But I want to I help you this morning. Our, our, our staff wants to help you. And it all begins with, with number one on your outline, which is simply this, reading it. We've got to read the Bible. We talked about this in week one, and, and I, I refer you to go back to that if you missed it or if you were here, just need a refresher course. But the Christian life is not just about getting into heaven in the future. But how many of you know that's a great thing, right? We want to make it to heaven. But it is also in the present, in the here and now. There's a lot to be done in the moments that we have right now. It's about growing more and more into the likeness of Jesus Christ, and a crucial means of this growth is regularly reading the Bible with a view to living out exactly what it says, which is simply applying God's Word. So we've got to start by reading it regularly, and our goal in reading is to get to know God, to learn His ways and to understand His purpose for this world and for us as individuals in this world living here right now in reading the Bible, we learn about God's interactions with humanity throughout history, his plan of redemption, his promises to our lives, and his character, which is so amazing. We see what the Christian life truly looks like in the pages of our Bible. The knowledge of God we glean from Scripture serves as an invaluable foundation for applying the Bible's principles for our lives. First of all, you've got to read it. Would you turn to somebody and say, are you reading it? And listen for their answer. Go ahead. It's okay. We're praying the answer is yes. If not, we're hoping they start today, right? Second thing we need to do is study it. And we talked about this last week study it. We we dare to go deeper. While studying certainly involves reading, reading is not the same as studying. To study God's Word means that we prayerfully devote time and attention to acquiring advanced knowledge on a particular person, subject, theme, passage, or book in the Bible. In other words, we don't want to just settle for graduating high school. We want to go on and get our PhD. We don't go, go on and get our doctorate. We want to know the Word inside and out. We want to dig deeper, as we talked about last week, so that we can plant that Word deep in. our hearts we want to get to and some of you need to get to this place quickly because you've been sucking on the bottle for a long time we want to get to the meat of God's word we want to sit down at the table and in a fillet just open up to us here and be able to carve into it and and partake of that and let it strengthen us I dare to say that Christians are weak today because they are not nourished properly from God's word so many times Boy, it's getting quiet in here. Nudge your neighbor. Make sure they're still awake. We've got to dig deeper. We've got to apply ourselves and to study, study, study what God's word has for us. Next, I want to remind you to be purposeful. That's number three on your outline in approximately 606 B.C. How many of you were alive back then? Didn't think so. In the third year of the reign of, of King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, Daniel was taken into Babylonian captivity. Cacti captivity. He was in the first of three deportations. Daniel was one of the young men, and many of you might know him from a little incident he had in a, in a place called the lion's den. How many of you remember that story growing up? Or maybe you've heard about it as an adult, Daniel in the lion's den. We got some kids over here like, yeah, I rock that story. I know what you're talking about. It's the same Daniel. He was taken into captivity when he was young. He was healthy. He was intelligent. He was kind of the cream of the crop, him and and some other young men that they, they took to, to be the king's servants. Now, these these guys were all around 15 years of age at this particular time when they were carried into captivity. And among those taken were also some of his good friends. And I'm sure you'll remember these guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, exactly what I thought. So they purposed in their hearts, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, not to bow down when the music played to the idol of the king, right? So that's what they did. But Daniel, in preparation to serve the king, all these young men were given a daily portion of the king's delicacies and, and of the wine in which he drank. But there were, was something about these, these particular food items and, and drinks that defiled a Jewish person. Maybe they were sacrificed to idols. Maybe they were included on the unclean food list or included in the intoxicating beverages that were off limits for them. For whatever reason, a Jew could not be faithful to God and eat this food and drink of this wine. So, what did Daniel do? He purposed, the Bible tells us, he purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine in which he drank, that he might not defile himself. You know what that purpose means? It means a made up mind. And, and, and I'm telling you, church, there is nothing like having a made-up mind when it comes to serving Christ Jesus. When it comes to saying no to the things we're not to partake of, when it comes to applying God's word, we've got a purpose in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives that as for me and my house, as Joshua declared, I am going to serve the Lord. We've got to do like Daniel did here and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and purpose in our hearts that we will not defile ourselves. In other words, we will not pollute ourselves with the junk and the garbage of this current world in which we are passing through. Because we don't belong here. This is not our home. We're just temporarily moving through here. However, God has placed us here for such a time as this that we might shine bright the light of Jesus Christ, that we might decide. And purpose in our hearts that we will not defile our lives with the garbage of this world. So that number one, we can honor God. Because at the baseline of everything, this is who Daniel was. Even at this young age, he decided early on, I will not compromise my convictions. You know why we're talking about Daniel today? Thousands of years later because he was a man who would not give in to the things of this world now look at me there's hope because I know you're probably sitting there thinking just like I I've thought in my life a few times I've already blown it I've already compromised, I've already already sinned I've already already went too far the, the wrong direction guess what not according to the bible the Bible says today is the day of salvation. The Bible says that, that his grace and his mercy just pours over us. The Bible says that forgiveness comes like an ocean flowing from the, from the rivers of God's, God's beautiful throne, that it, it cleanses us, it, it removes all of that stuff. So whatever the enemy's trying to tell you and sell you on right now, just get that junk out of your head and know without a shadow of a doubt that today is your day. I don't care what's happened in the past, that right now is your moment to say yes to Christ and to develop this kind of, of, of no compromise spirit by purposing in your heart not to defile yourself with the things of this world. Next, I just simply ask you to be prayerful. Ask God for help. You ever thought of that? I mean, sometimes it just comes down to something as simple and yet as powerful as that. As a matter of fact, if you've never heard these words, we're going we're gonna to go back to the book of James again. In chapter 4, verse 2, he tells us this. You have not because you ask not. Anybody got some chewing gum in here? Got a pack of gum in your pocket, maybe, in your pocketbook? Anybody at all? Right here, right here. May I have a piece? Put you on the spot. I would never do that. Of course, her pocketbook has about thirty thousand other things in it because she's a mom. So uh, you're really messing this illustration up. I just, you know, here it, is, here, it here it is. It's a miracle. Now I have a piece of gum. Why do I have a piece of gum? Because I asked for it. Let's try that one more time. Anybody have a hundred dollar bill in your? I'm just. <laughs> We have not because we have. You say, well, Pastor, that's just, I mean, you know, that's pretty simple. I mean, does it really work like that? I dare you to try it this week. Wherever you're struggling right now in your life, maybe it's here at the baseline of, of faith. I don't know where it's at, but wherever you're struggling in your life, just ask God to help you. I mean, it's as simple as that. Can I tell you how many times I do that per week? No, I can't, because I can't even count the amount of times that I do that per week. There are so many instances where I say, God, I can't do this myself. I can't figure this out myself. I can't solve this thing myself. I don't know what to do here, Lord. I don't have enough wisdom to put all the pieces in place. But you do. I mean, you put all this together, the heavens and the earth and all that's in it. You created, boom, just like that in the beginning. So, God, I'm pretty pretty sure you can handle all my little stuff so would you do that? Please help me. I'm asking you. Now, now, we're talking about specifically right now. Look at me. Don't lose me. i just got a couple more minutes to go. We're talking about specifically applying God's word to our lives. Saying, how do I get it out of the pages of this book and right here, all up and down inside of me? How do I get it right here in my head? How do I get it right here in my heart? Well, here's what I'm telling you right now. Ask him to help you with that. Lord, you know I've tried before you. Lord, you know I've started down this road before. Lord, you know I had good intentions before Ask him, and I don't think you're hearing me this morning, ask him to really help you with this. I'm not even saying you have to get down on your knees and say, God, please, please, please. I'm just saying, have that conversation with the God who created everything and loves you more than all of his creation because we are the prize creation of all of it, right? Just ask him. As a matter of fact, would you just take a moment right now and close your eyes, and maybe it's this, maybe it's something else you're in need of in your life right now. I don't know what it is, but as you close your eyes right now, we're not even finished, but we're close, but would you just take a moment right now, and I'm going to shut up. I know you find that hard to believe, but I'm going to shut up for just a moment and give you that time to ask God for the help you need in whatever area it is. Thank you for doing that. And number five on your outline is practice, practice, practice. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said to everyone who was there in that gathering with him at that moment, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. How often? When? I'm here rumbling. Let me hear it loud. When? When? Daily and do what? Follow him. In other words, today, practice following Christ. Today, practice following, applying the words of Christ. Whenever you leave out of here in just a few moments and you go to that buffet restaurant you're going to to eat as much as you possibly can eat so you can go home and lay down and take a nap and somebody jumps in front of you at the mashed potatoes and gravy area in the buffet and you get a little miffed at them and you start to say something or do something you shouldn't stop. Practice patience. Practice kindness. You might even say, well, let me just scoop those out for you. <laughs> not on their head, on their plate, right? Aww. I know, I know. It's, it's, it's Help us, Lord. It's tempting. Jesus said daily, grab up our cross. And, and the cross represents dying to self. If you haven't figured it out, he's not saying... Throw yourself on the cross and let somebody nail you to it, all that kind of stuff. But what he is saying is, deny yourself. Because yourself wants to respond by putting the potatoes on the head. But he's saying, no, respond in love. Show them kindness. Kill them with kindness. Do what they don't expect. Practice this. Practice applying the Word when you're reading and studying whatever time of the day you find that time to carve out and you're getting into the Word. Allow the Word to get into you. Begin to recite that as we talked about last week. Begin to speak that to yourself and get it inside your heart and your life so that you can easily apply it in all the situations you encounter. Practice. 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 And finally be... Be powerful. Amen? Man, I love this. We, we declared that in song just a little while ago, that the Holy Spirit came down and the fire was ignited. Can can you look at me for just one more moment, and, and let me tell you this. I believe with all my heart that, along with malnourishment, that we're not getting in the Word, we're not allowing the Word to get into us as believers in Christ. I think this is the next biggest challenge that we face, that we don't allow the power of the Holy Spirit to fully come alive and ignite our lives and empower us. And here's the example that should set the standard. Pastor Scott mentioned a few moments ago we're entering into the Easter season. And we're reading through the New Testament together as a church right now. And I've been walking through the pages of, of Mark. And, and, and I'm leading up a second time from Matthew's version of it now to Mark's version of it, of, of the crucifixion and how those disciples were, were there. And they, they didn't know what was going on. Jesus was trying, trying to tell them, I'm going to die soon. And they were like, no, no, don't say that. And they were wrestling with all that. And they were confused. They had been on this great, amazing run of revival with him. And all of a sudden, things are just starting to come apart him. They were wishy-washy and reading this morning where Peter said after Jesus told him, he said, some of you are going to deny deny me tonight. Some of you are going to deny me in the next few hours. You're going to walk away and you're going to to say that you never even knew me. And, you know, we know Peter, oh, no, no. Even if everybody else, Lord, would, would, would run away from you, I'll never. I'll be right here by your side. I'll die with you if I have to. And you remember what Jesus said. He looked at him and said, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows twice in the morning. I'd love to see Peter's face. Well, I never. And he did. The Bible says that when they arrested Jesus, that all of them scattered. You ever felt like that? That you were just lost and scattered and didn't know what was going on? But we know the rest of the story because as our theme for Easter this week, Hope Has a Name. (laughs) I could preach that right now The name is Jesus And when Jesus raised from the dead Three days later He went and found his disciples Who had all scattered And he looked at them with love and forgiveness And he said it's okay I'm alive And I'm about to rock your world I've got to go Prepare a place for you I love what he said in John, when I go prepare that place, you better believe I'm going to come back and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. you got to hide that word in your heart so you can remind yourself of that on Wednesday when things get tough. Lord, I'm going to be with you one day. You are right now working on that place that you promised. And he told those guys, he said, but if I leave you, I'm not going to leave you alone. As a matter of fact, it's going to be better for you that I go because I'm going to send a helper. Who's that? It's the Holy Spirit. And man, he told them to gather in the upper room there in Jerusalem, and they all got up there in the upper room, didn't know what to expect. And all of a sudden, the heavens opened up, and the fire came down, and the Holy Spirit of God, God the Father, God the Son, the third part of the Trinity, God the Holy Spirit, came down and filled their lives and ignited them. And when they left that room, they were never the same. And the Bible literally tells us later on in the book of Acts that these Men turn the world upside down. You don't want to apply the Word of God to your life? Let the Holy Spirit fill you to overflowing. And when it uses that terminology, filling you, it's a continual fill. Imagine I had this pitcher of water that would never run out, and I'm holding it over a, a cup, and I'm pouring into that cup that water. And it's just filling the cup to where the cup is flowing over and over. And it's never stopping. Look at me, church. That's the filling of the Holy Spirit just continues on and on and on and on so that we never run dry. Would you close your eyes with me just another moment if you want to be able to apply God's Word to your life finally. For some of you saying, man, I've been wanting this. I've been praying for it. I've been trying to figure it out for so long. But now it makes sense. Not just because of what we're sharing with you today, but I believe because the Holy Spirit is unlocking some things in your heart and your life at this moment. For some of you in this room, you're saying, I just want to surrender my life to Christ first. I know that's where it begins. I can't live the Word if I don't live in the King. If the King doesn't live in me, so right now, with your eyes closed, just another moment. If you're in here and you say, Pastor, I need Jesus in my heart. I need His forgiveness. I need His grace. I need His mercy. I need His love to fill me. Would you raise your hands all across this room right now and just let me know. Pray for me. Yes, ma'am. I see your hand. How many others? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yes. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I need Jesus today. Yes, ma'am. I want to ask you all in this room, if you're saying, I've struggled with applying God's word to my life, but today I need, I need to, to open up and allow that to take place in me, that, that, that I would ask the Lord to help me. And maybe maybe you already have just a few moments ago, whatever the case may be, but you just want to affirm that, that decision in your heart and life. Would you just raise your hands to say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm, I'm applying God's word from this day forward. Thank you, sir. I'm going to live as he's called me to live, as he's scripted for me to live. Any others that would join? Yes, thank you. Thank you. How many others? Just raise your hands, too. Thank you. Maybe you're saying I'm lacking the power of God's spirit in my life. This last call. For prayer before we pray and declare God's goodness in song one more time. But today that changes. I'm going to allow the Lord to fill me to overflow with His Holy Spirit. Can I see your hands in this room? Say, I want it. I'm hungry for it. Would you just pray thank you, ma'am? Yes. Thank you, ma'am. Yes. Anybody else? Thank you. Yes. Yes. How many others? Yes. Thank you. So if you have some struggles in this room today, I know, I know we want to pray with, with Miss Bobby Joe and and just cover her today. She's been battling some things and I just want to ask you, just uh, as we were in the middle of, of our worship time, we got word that that Tiffany's uncle uh, passed away suddenly this morning, so she she got her dad, Junior, who's a part of our church family, one of our ushers, and they went to be with family, just uh, help figure this out. So would you please keep them in your prayers as well? And if you have something in your life right now, would you just raise your hand and say, Pastor, nothing that you've mentioned so far, but there's something going on I need God's help with. Would you just raise your hands in this last last call for prayer. Yes. Now we're going to sing a song in just a moment. I want to ask you to come, those of you that raise your hands, and I want you to stand right here because we want to pray with you personally. So would you quickly move from where you're at? If you raised a hand, maybe you didn't, but you know you need to be up front. We want to pray over Kyle as his his troop is being deployed as well. This is Sherry's son and, and all those soldiers that, that take care of us. I just see her right now. And so would you come now, those of you that raise your hands, just don't don't hesitate. Come on. Make your move right now. We want to pray together. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want some of our our, our prayer partners to come and stand with these folks, and let's begin to declare God's goodness over them and and agree with them in Jesus' name for what what he wants to do, what they are inviting him to do. Would you come now, family and friends and prayer warriors and, and whoever wants to be a part of this, would you come now? And we're going to declare this together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these precious people that are making their move right now that are reaching out to you, that are calling once and for all, God, I need some things settled in my heart and life. I need to know you personally. I open my heart and ask you to come in and be my king, be my God, be my savior today. Save me from the inside out. Save me for all of eternity, God. Come and wash me clean. Make me new, Jesus. I thank you for your love and your grace, your power, your goodness, God. And I just pray for those who are struggling right now to apply God's word to their lives that God, something has changed today. It's like you flipped the switch today in their understanding, and and Lord, in their hearts and their souls, and right now, they are receiving that in their lives. The ability, the enablement to live out what you have written to us in the pages of your word, God. Open the eyes of our understanding and let us just grab it with everything we've got and not let go. For those who are saying today, I have a need and I, I give it to Jesus. I call out to him. I ask him for help, God, for those who need to be filled with the power of your Holy Spirit, God. Let it come down and ignite us from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet today, Jesus. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for the empowering. Thank you for the love that you sent us a helper, the helper, the Holy Spirit. God, as we all stand to our feet today, we pray covering on our soldiers, on our family members who are there serving. And as we we do that, God, just lead, God, and direct them and cover them today with your protective hand. We pray for Bobby today, God, that you hold her close. Let her know that you've got her and that no matter what's going on in her life, God, she's gonna be okay. She's got you that loves her, family that loves her, a church family that loves her, God. And God, just let her grab a hold of what's going on, even though it may not be what she's wanting, God, but you have her in the palm of your hand today, God thank you for that, Lord. And as we close this time out, we do so by thanking you for all the kiddos that we were able to dedicate today. What an honor and blessing. And all the families and the parents who stepped up and said, I'm going to live as an example. I'm going to show it in my life. More than just talking a good game, I'm going to lead by example, following, serving, and loving Jesus Christ. Because you are the one who defeated death hell and the grave let's sing it out together church as an anthem of worship this morning one more time together thanks for tuning in to this week's message for more information you can go to connectionschurch.church or follow us on facebook and instagram